Thanks for listening to Curious Cat, a podcast that examines the shadowy space where science and the supernatural collide. I'm your host, Jennifer Holtz. Join me every week as I explore what it means to be a soul in a meat suit. Welcome to Curious Cat. This week, I have the pleasure of sitting down with podcaster, artist, hypnotherapist, and precious friend, Monique Pliakis of Innerstandings Hypnosis. She's here to shepherd out 2023 and ring in 2024 with a cleansing reset. Welcome to the show, Monique. How are you? Hello. I'm wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. The listeners don't know, but and they will never know because of my pro audio skills, but we always have technical issues like right at the beginning because there's the so time. much energy. I know. It is all the time. It's so funny. So we'll work those through, and thanks for enduring with me. But how are you? Um, how was your end of 2023? How's it been? Oh, my gosh. It's been a roller coaster. Um we haven't I my husband and I have a podcast which we haven't been recording because my dad hurt his back. He was in and out of the hospital, he had to have surgery, and then he started feeling better and then my kids got sick and it's just been chaotic, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're just going to reach out to your crow sisters and we're going to all send you our witchy happy loving healing joy to try to help you get through it. You know, that's yeah. it, it's kind of a lesson in itself because you're so strong and you're so capable. But it's like, you know, when I had a gap where I wasn't hearing from you, because we have, uh, you know, uh, we've become dear friends since mm -hmm. you were on the show the first time. And we have a chat. And if I don't hear from you, it's like not hearing from one of my beloved, my, my daughters, you know? And I'm like, wait a second, where did you go? And then find out, oh my God, you're going through it. Yeah. And it's been one of those things where you're just doing so much, you can't even reach out to people. And you have been so wonderful reaching out to me. It's like you have that spidey sense to check in and it means so much. And all that loving, positive healing energy that you've sent has made a world of difference because when you're going through something, knowing you have people loving you and supporting you on the outside of it, it makes a world of difference and it really matters. Well, and I feel like, um, thanks for calling it spidey sense because <laughs> I think it's being bossy. It's like a bossy big sister, but that was really tender of you. But also it's a reminder to me because do you know how much it uh, feeds my soul to go, you need some help. You're across the country and I need to plug it in. And I was thinking of you. It just came to me and my angels like three or four times a day. And I'm like, I'm sending the energy. So it actually, when you invite somebody into what's really going on with your authentic self, it's actually a gift for other people too. And I have to keep remembering that because when I need help, I always want to go, I can do it myself. I, I will say I'm fine and not say it the truth, but really you're robbing somebody of an experience and their soul of growing and just being there for you. I agree 100%. And, and thank you because 
when you're in that moment, you know, I kept thinking of you and saying, oh, I got to reach out to Jen. And I wanted to reach out. But the thoughts come up when I'm at bed at night, ready to go to sleep or while I'm driving. So I can't really reach out. And when it's like that ESP, that telepathy it totally going was. to you. Like, yeah. I'm I know. Of you. And I was, that's the bananas thing, right? Because this has been my message this week in particular is that we, these souls, and it's not you and me, I'm talking to every single person that's listening right now. We have the capability. I Okay, so I swear this relates. I went with my mom to this train museum. It's this teeny tiny train museum right up the street from me in Golden, Colorado. And there was this gorgeously preserved like message center for the trains from the 1800s. And I was looking at it and thinking, oh my God, that's how we had to try to receive messages was Morse code, like dashes and dots. And look how far we've come. But you just said something that brought it actually full circle, which is we don't even need these phones, this computer. All we need is our spiritual self to go, hey, I'm thinking of you. And I got message received and I went, wait a second, but I'm not physically seeing a message from you. So you must be in a pickle or you must be really busy in a joyful way. And I'm just going to send you love. You nailed it. And Alex and I said in one of our podcast episodes, I want to say maybe a couple of years ago, we talked about telepathy and how we all have the capability to communicate with each other. But it pops in as a thought, like it's your own thought. And it takes work to realize what thoughts are your own and what thoughts are coming in from others. Mm -hmm. I'm still working on that. That's so true. And actually, um, I don't want to be a spoiler alert because your listeners and my listeners also love our other crow sister, uh, Karen Rontowski, who has paranormal Karen. And I started, I was like doing a deep clean yesterday after the holidays. And, um, that was, I told you it was like an exorcism. I was like, uh, get rid of like old energy and just resetting. And I went, wait a second. I can't listen to the 2024 predictions because it's going to be a spoiler alert, but there were things that you're touching about like being careful about who you're channeling and who you're listening to and being, um, kind of discerning about what those voices are in our head and and what is our higher self and what's not. And I'm I'm just learning that, like uh, to trust it and then to test it and go, okay, that really is from my higher self. So I better listen to that. And that's the hard part. It takes time to get there. And it takes time learning about yourself and trusting yourself to let those messages come in and discern what is there for your highest good and what is the junk coming from your mind trying to kind of do what they think, doing what your mind thinks is right, but is actually against what your soul is telling you. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Well, okay. And then I swear this, this probably relates and we won't know until we start talking about it. You sent me the absolutely two the, the most beautiful gifts I've ever gotten. One is, and they were all handmade because Monique is such a capable artist. And one is this Oregon that looks like this dragon. It's like so powerful and so beautiful. And every single stone is set into it and has purpose. And it connects you to different parts and places. 
And the second thing was, what is it called that you- A pendulum. A pendulum. And I've never been able, I ask my daughters, we go into every witchy shop you can name. And I I go, come on, pendulum, which one is mine? Because I've always wanted one. And they just go, burp, they just sit there still. And then yours, I went, hi, um, are you my new pendulum? And it's like, yes, it started immediately. And then, it, and then I said- is my name, you know, Samuel? And it's like, no, it just immediately, and then it stopped. And then I'm like, is my grandpa Vincent Sneezik with me right now? Yes. And so I was getting these clear things that were, I know it was, it was just powerful, but then the dragon. Okay. So the dragon is so powerful and I, I didn't know where he wanted to be yet, but he was so powerful. So I put him on my nightstand for the first night. And I have a cat that's epileptic and it was so much energy. He had a grand mal seizure, like clean the bedding and like steam the carpet. Powerful. And I said, I don't think this is a jealousy thing. You know, I'm the guardian of this cat. I think it's an energy thing. And so then um, my dog was like, what is this thing? And he gave me an indication too. It's like, and then I felt this energy from the dragon going, I'm too big for a house. You need to let me be in your yard. So I have this, it's our Colorado house. And I have this one side of the yard has this fallen log that looks like this. I'll send you a picture after we're done, but it's this undulating um, wooden log that goes for maybe 25 feet. And he has an eye on one side and he has a mouth. He, I call him my yard dragon. So I thought I'm going to put my new dragon on the other side of the yard And let me tell you, he's been so happy and he's just like protecting the land. And he is saying to the coyotes, you're welcome to find food at the bottom of the land, but don't come into the yard and spook Jen and, you know, or scare the cat. But you, it's been setting boundaries and he's just like flourishing. Mm, I love that. So with the animals, I use Reiki when I make my organite. And animals are very sensitive to Reiki, so they could have been just so sensitive to that energy. And when I make dragons and somebody feels connected to them, it's really important that they do what you did. You listen to the energy. You tried something out, and then you said, this isn't working, but then you listened to that energy and found the right place for you. I really think the organite devices that I make, there is one for everyone and they just need to find that. But it's also about connecting to the energy from it that you resonate with and then listening to that energy and what to do with it. Well, it's going to be a fun exploration because it's a living creature. Yeah. And it's going to change, isn't it? Our relationship Mm -hmm. will change. He may go, I don't want to be outside anymore. Bring me in. And he will give me an indication. It may be the tree that I set him against the trunk of. It may be there's a fallen limb. There may be some indication, right, that says, let me inside again. And I'll say, absolutely. And then I'll know that he's like there before maybe an illness or something. He'll be here to guard here or like maybe, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'll keep you posted on my journey with my new bestie, this dragon. Thank you. And with yours specifically, I wanted to make you a dragon. And like all organite that I make, 
I don't know what I'm going to do until it comes to me. It's almost like channeling in a way that it's for my highest self and everyone else who it's going to come encounter with our highest good. And so when I made yours, I had an idea, I had a feeling of what crystals might be used. But when I sit down, I'm told like, no, it's this and why. And it's not like words in my head, it's feelings. And so I place it with where it feels right. And yours was very detailed as to the crystals that were used and why they were placed where they were placed and what they were to represent. And that was aside from the metaphysical properties. Well, and and just to let people know, and then you had this description that came with it. And mm-hmm. you tell the properties of each thing. But I found, found it so interesting because um, it really connected me to, again, to little Jen, to my younger self when we did the path, you know, my, my younger self and really connecting with her. Because the abalone shell, you said, I've never used abalone shell before. It was so appropriate. And turquoise, well, my birthstone is turquoise because I'm December 2nd, I'm a Sagittarius. So mm-hmm. it really kind of helps me to remember myself, which has been kind of lost in the shuffle. And the other thing is, I don't know if it'll end up being an episode on its own or not, but I... I really try to not lose myself in the holiday this year. And what has happened in the past is like you draw a picture with um, some sepia ink and you put it in the sunshine and it just slowly fades. That's my metaphor for what always happens to me. And nobody asks that of me and nobody wants that of me. And so the organite and my yoga every day kept me in my skin and kept me reminding myself of myself. And instead of like the, I don't know if it's a childhood trauma thing, but um, if others can relate to this, but when you've suffered trauma, you learn how to parrot everybody. You learn how to, I mean, I will, I, you know, I do it less so, but I will go into a space and I will hear an accent and I can literally parrot it back. Or if there's mannerisms, I'll do the same thing. And it Jen, reminds- we're chameleons. Yes. Yeah, we're chameleons just to try to- our, Yeah, our trauma has basically taught us to mold around others. What we do is we see how someone is and we learn how to work with them. And sometimes that's conforming the way we are so they're more comfortable around us. And that's a huge empath trait. And what you have to do is work on those boundaries where you can learn how people are and how to work around them without changing yourself. And that's the hard part. It is. I'm still a work in progress. <laughs> I'm still, I think we all are, right? I mean, it was amazing because you were so tender and kind and you knew I had family in town and you wanted to know how it went. And it was so amazing to me. And um, I think I can share this. I, I feel um, like I'm able to share this, but there's been this issue with my mom and a lot of things have kind of um, corrected themselves after the the death of my father, her partner of almost 50 years. And this was her first Christmas without him. So it was really important to me. And now I'm getting the swirling angels right here. <laughs> but um, and but it's it was really important to me that she was connected with family for this holiday. And I knew that it would be challenging because it was nine days. 
but we have this relationship that's so much richer and deeper than it's been in the past. And then before she was about to travel, I only connected this yesterday when I was doing the deep clean exorcism and she was at the airport. Uh, she started reverting to this older version of who we were in our relationship and it wasn't working. Um, and she seemed kind of kerfluffled, not only because this was coming out of her. And I think there was part of her going, where is this coming from? But also she wasn't getting the reaction she used to from me because, you know, she was bringing up things like, oh, that baseball player you dated that dumped you. And, you know, and I'm like, you know, there's no point of correcting her when she's told herself this. And it's like, you know, I've been married for 26 years and this is a relationship that we mutually said goodbye to. It's like, whatever. And then, you know, bringing up things that were just like, not us anymore. And I started looking at them and realizing, wow, this is really a reflection of her fear and her insecurities. And it, even though it's your mom saying it to you and it's sad and it's hurtful, it's like, actually it didn't hurt any. I was like, this is really about her. And she's afraid to go back to an empty house again after being here surrounded by family. And then sure enough, it leaked out. She goes, you know, I'm just so glad I could stay for nine days because my mom always told me at the end of a visit home that I was too much. And I went, oh my God, mom. And I just cried for her. I said, I, you know, I wish I was your friend because that is hurtful. That's mean. And she goes, my mom loved us all deeply. And I said, I have no doubt, but that is a very cruel thing to say to you. And I'm sorry it was said to you. And I felt like there was this ancestral healing that happened there. And then I understood why she felt like she was emotionally pushing me away because that's what she was taught and modeled. And I think we broke some, some shit down yesterday. It was bananas. That's awesome. There's so much ancestral trauma that is passed down, and especially mother and daughter. And you have to learn what your parents went through. Because a lot of people our age, their parents went through a lot of stuff. Life was different back then. Uh, a lot of women were passive aggressive because that's all they had. Like my mom is totally passive aggressive. But we're at a point where I can call her out on it and we can joke. <laughs> and I think it's really important to allow both of you to heal, but keep your strong boundaries like you did. Because what that does is it shows her you have changed and you have grown. And it doesn't have to be like that. She can too. And it sets a good, positive, healthy example. Yeah. I, I, I think that that is the best. It's such good advice and we can all do it in all our relationships. It's funny to me because that's another, you know, as we're looking at the end of 2023, it was a little tricky year, but one thing that was a recurring theme for me also this year was, wow, notice when you set your boundaries, who reacts to them and how they react. Oh, yeah. Big time, right? And that's something I had to work on for so many years and still do at times is enforcing those boundaries because I think it's so easy to let your guard down and then you notice things slip in mm -hmm. and you have to say, wait a minute. Oh, nope. 
I have to have those strong boundaries all the time, no exceptions. And it's not anything against those people trying to push through. It's your own mental health. Yeah, it totally is. I can't remember if I wrote about it or if I had it in a podcast, but I had this epiphany that my boundaries in the past, and even sometimes now I have to really watch it, are like, they used to be this thing that were like this, um, imagine a farmer and he has this little ranch and he's like, I got to keep the wild animals out. And he puts up some like, you know, just, just not very substantial fencing. And then the little cows go up and they're like really interested, like what's it going to be today? And there's a couple gaps in it. Cause he didn't do a really heartfelt job at it. And he kind of slapped up some stuff he had. And then the wind will kind of knock it over. So the cows go over and they're kind of interested in what happened today because those boundaries are constantly changing because they were never really set in stone. And that's the thing is you got to go out there and get like the actual posts, like put down, anchor the posts, put up the stones, put up this and make them solid. And all of a sudden the cows are like, they go out once and they say, oh, this is a solid fence. There are no gaps. And then they're not interested anymore. And I'm not saying every single person that comes up against your boundaries is a cow. My whole point is that when we have like kind of chicken wire boundaries, people sense it and they can't help. It's a human thing to go poke, poke, poke. Let's see if we can get through. I don't even think it's something done to cause harm to others when they do that to someone. It's more of just like a, think of it like a thin veil that's so easy to go through without even realizing it. But when you have those strong, healthy boundaries and you're comfortable saying to somebody, why would you say something like that to me? Or what you said hurt me. Yeah. It reflects back onto them and they realize, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Or maybe they did and they got called out on it. Yeah. But most of the time they don't even realize it. But actually by you having those strong boundaries and speaking up for yourself, it teaches those people who are trying to cross it, you need to work on your boundaries as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's not in a preachy way at all. I mean, how much of what we do is kind of accidental? I mean, everything we do is an example for someone, good, bad, Mm -hmm. and ugly. But And so it's not a preachy way to kind of you're not meant doing it for them. You're doing it for yourself. But sometimes those cast the widest ripples in a weird way. Yeah, absolutely. It's And like you said, it has to be heartfelt. Yeah. And you have to do it piece by piece, building those boundaries. It's not overnight. It's work and it's hard work. But the only one who can do it for you is yourself. And it's worth it. It's totally worth it. It's completely worth it. So I don't know if you listened to Karen's. Did you listen to her predictions? Are you part of the predictions this year? I am. Oh, yes. I can't wait. Okay, yes. I can't wait. Now I really want to listen to it. Um, and so what? what's your vibe? What are you feeling like we're looking at for 2024? Oh, my goodness. You know I'm a positive person. I always want to find the silver lining, the bright side. And... This upcoming year is going to be a little rough, but more so for people who aren't doing the work. And I mean that like doing the work for yourself. Um, A couple of things I got were weather. Uh Uh, I feel like we're going to be hit with a lot of snow in certain areas. Another thing that I didn't talk about on Karen's show, but it actually came up, and I think I talked about it with you before, 
volcanoes. Yes. A lot of people said volcanoes. And last was it earlier this year? Yeah. I had a meditation where the dragons were showing me volcanic eruptions and flooding. And they were like, this is a sign of change happening, dragon energy emer- emerging. And um, I had an interesting dream. I want to say, was it late summer, early fall? And there was these weird Masonic kind of symbolism things. And it basically led me to volcanoes in Canada, in British Columbia. Wow. So – I don't know if that were my dreams telling me those are the volcanic areas that might erupt. I'm not sure, but that was the feeling I got from it. That's so interesting. Well, you know, um, I have that kind of, it's it's part of Curious Cat, but the Cascadia piece. And, mm-hmm. and the Cascade Mountain Range, which is part of the Ring of Fire, it extends up into, um, you know, BC. Yeah. So Yes. And, and I think that those... Well, I have to remember, but I don't want to misspeak if they're active volcanoes that are, you know, kind of giving indications seismically or if they're thought to be dormant or what. But it's very interesting you're saying that. I, I pulled it up because I have it on my phone. Yeah, I yeah. had to write my oh notes for my dream. What came to me was the Temple of the Order of the Alpine Lodge. So it made no sense to me. And the only thing I could think of was like lodges and masons. So I did a bit of digging (laughs) and it took me down a rabbit hole. So the temple, the order, the lodge, that's all Freemason stuff. The Alpine Lodge research brought me to the Garibaldi Lodges. And where those are, there was an Alpine Lodge in British Columbia, Canada. And what was interesting is the mountain range there was named after Giuseppe Garibaldi, who was an Italian quote-unquote freedom fighter from the 1800s. And Garibaldi also became a Freemason. And what was interesting is that the Alpine and the Garibaldi lodges in British Columbia uh, were issued an order in council by the – I'm going to try to say it right the provincial government, <laughs> like from the province, <laughs> um, declaring Gal- Garibaldi town site unsafe due to the instability of the barrier, which is a naturally formed lava dam retaining the Garibaldi lake system in, the, in 1980. And the lodges were sold to the government and destroyed. And the Garibaldi ranges were apparently a chain of volcanoes. So it's interesting that I have this dream that led me to all this, and I had beforehand a meditation where the dragon showed me volcanic eruptions and flooding. Oh my gosh, it's clear. It's very, this is very interesting. So do you think, because what I've seen in the end of 2023, and I'm sure a lot of people have felt it too, it's the death knell. It's like these death gasps of the patriarchy that has not been working. It's imbalanced for everybody. And it's this like almost desperation, this clawing at it. So do you feel like the volcanoes, that fire, and then Garibaldi, like these mountain peaks, this ice, it's like all the forces of nature going we're just going to, it's not, and and also even look at the nature of a volcano. Like what 
the volcano was made of is actually lava from past eruptions. And it's constantly like um, heating up in the core of the earth. It's coming, spewing out and coming out in a different form, but it's like reduce, reuse, recycling, it's mulching. And it's like, maybe that what you're indicating is all of these systems, all of these old ways of being, not only are being exposed, like in a big dazzling eruption, but they're going to be, they don't just go away. You know, they're going to be mulched and changed and we can take that energy and put it into whatever this new thing is that we're all trying to build that we really don't have the blueprints for it yet. I kind of also feel like it's nature trying to cleanse and reset itself. Oh, Like yes. the earth is saying, you guys are going too far. We got to start ringing in and now. Mm-hmm. And as difficult as that is, I think we have to learn from it and try to say, where have we failed and how can we grow and do better? Yeah, definitely. But I feel like, yeah, nature wants to take it back. (laughs) It is interesting also going back to your prior prediction about it's going to be a rough year because I keep getting, um, and uh, you know, I keep getting that you know how you are, you've been working for so long on say a thousand piece puzzle. And then you get down to the last little bit and go, wow, look at how easy that was. And and it seems to just come together like that. But really you kind of have amnesia about the nights or the hours that you've spent building it before. And I think that's what I'm seeing. I even saw it in that um, story about my mom over the holiday just yesterday, where it's like, I got to see in real time, how our ancestral healing was happening. And it had to just, she had to vomit out. This is what my mom used to say at the end of a visit. And then I understood where that anxiety for her was the last three days is like, she was probably thinking she overextended her welcome. And then I understood why my mom's always had a rule of like, there were some president that said, you know, guests and fish smell after three days. So don't stay any longer. But I think that all came from that trauma caused by your mom. And I'm seeing it in real life and I'm calling it out and going, that was not okay. And then my mom's going, that's the first time she'd heard that, um, you know, that it wasn't okay. So I think, and it seemed like it all came out of nowhere and this healing came all at once, but really it's stuff that we, you know, my mother and I've been working on actively for almost two years as my father was dying and not doing well. And my mom was trying to endure and we were trying to make sure my mother didn't die in the process of, of his passing. So I, I just feel like that for me is a metaphor for everything. Fill in the blank of these giant things where it's going to seem like it came out of nowhere, that it's all fixed and we have a great solution, Mm -hmm. but we're all actively trying to work on that. And, but you said in your prediction, it's going to be really hard for people that haven't been doing the work. Yeah. What a lot of the messages I got, it was about looking at the person you want to be and look at who you want to be and who you are. Are they the same person? 2024 is the year to work on that if you haven't already. And that is the time to realize the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And it's the time to realize the buck stops here. You take accountability for yourself, your actions, and your reactions. And as easy as it is 
to try to claw and grasp onto others for help and to try to blame others for when things go wrong. You really need to just look at yourself and say, where are my flaws? Where are my raw spots? And work on that. Work on improving yourself. Do that work. Also with that, you have to love yourself and forgive yourself and forgive others. That is how we heal. We got to get into the nasty and the ugly that we don't like to face and face it and clean it and heal it. And if you do that work, it will get easier and better. If you've been doing that work, next year might not be as bad. But if you're not doing that work, it's going to be a rough ride. Wow. And, mm-hmm. you know, we do have to make a mess to 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 fix things up. I mean, yeah. if anybody's organized a closet, reorganized a closet, they know it's a, it's a freaking sty. You have everything yeah. all over the space and then you go, oh, well now I can reorganize it the way that makes sense. The other thing is when we um, first started, we had the technological um, problems with the echoing and it kind of called to mind when you have your two selves that are starting to slowly align and they're getting more and more in alignment, it would give you a kind of a blurring, a kind of an echoing because they're so close. That could be why people are experiencing vertigo because they're mm-hmm. really getting in alignment and it's an indication of how close they are. So keep doing the work and get through that. Yeah. You have to get through that discomfort discomfort. Absolutely. So I worked in veterinary medicine and if there was some kind of wound, you have to clean it out. You can't just close it up without cleaning it. And it's painful, but you have to do it if you want to do it right. You know what I mean? You have to go through it. You can't just slap a Band-Aid on on something and say, okay, it's better now. It's not actually going to heal under that Band-Aid. You got to dig deep. And what if we have a little shift in perspective, all of us, and we Mm go, wow, this is messy. This is an indication. This is good work. We have a chance, you know, we find joy in it and go, wow, let's get into the nitty gritty. This is going to be some really good work. If that just simple change in perspective could open it all up and then the universe is like, we're here with you. And they always are to help lift us up and our angels, our guides are, but just recognizing not in an angry, bitter way, but like a playful, like, whoa, this is going to be a mess, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's the other thing. You're not alone. You're not the only one going through this. Yeah. There are other people But I also feel we're not alone because we have our ancestors, we have our guides, we have source, we have our highest self, we have our dragons, our angels, we have everybody here for our highest good, cheering us on. And all you have to do is reach out and say, can you help me get through this? And they will help you. It might not be in the way you expect, but it will be there. Yeah. Well, and you remind me, it's okay to have a cheat and have a post-it on your morning mirror where you're going to be brushing your hair and say, call on your angels, your guides, your dragons, your spirits, your ancestral energies to help you. Mm-hmm. Because for us, you know, we're both parents and how often do we go, okay, our kids are sick. They have this and we know 10 things to do. And then when we're struck with something, we're like, what, what do we do? 
because we just, so we need to do the cheats, right? And go, oh, that's mm-hmm. right. We gargle with salt. We got to do the things that we always guide our kids to do. So let's be kind to ourselves like we are to our own children, to our best friends, to our partners. Let's treat ourselves that way. And you just made me think of something I try to tell people, like my mindset. You know how people will say like, um, treat other people the way you'd want, you know, them to treat your, like you'd want them to treat your mom. I say, treat other people the way you want the person you love most to be treated, but also treat yourself that way. Wow. That feels like the best advice moving into 2024, doesn't it? And it's hard. It is hard. I mean, being a human is hard. We picked a really interesting time to carnate on this planet. Yes. It, yes. We And we picked it. And even that little perspective change puts us in control because we're not in control of so much, but it's like, hey, I chose to be here. So let me have an interesting ride. I, and yeah. I also, I know I'm strong enough to do this. And I know that I'm going to survive. My soul will not only survive, but let's see if I can get some of the growth that I came down here for done. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's the thing. We're here to grow. Yeah. We're here to learn. We're here to have an experience. If it was utopia, it wouldn't be this place. We wouldn't be here. We're here for these challenges. And again, like you said, it's changing your perspective. And One thing my husband taught me, and we tell our boys this, and I tell other people this, if you say you can't do something, well, you can't. You've already decided you can't do it. So you need to remove that from your mindset. Stop saying, I can't do this. Change it to, I can do this. It might take time. It might take work, but I can do it. Yeah. And even it goes back to, and I encourage people to hook, you know, find, we'll, we'll go over um, how to reach out to you, but Mm -hmm. that past life regression, um, to do the inner child work, because also you can go, wait a second, there's a iteration of me out there that knows how to do this and has done it before. So you can even reach out to, uh, like a version of yourself that's out there in the ethers in a different dimension, however you want to think of it, a past self and go, you know, while I sleep tonight, teach me that. And you will wake up and you will have that and a little more confidence as well. Exactly. Oh, my ears just started ringing. I know. I mind it too. And you're so right. (laughs) Yeah. And I was even thinking with my mother, I'm actually going to be, I kept thinking, I wish I was her friend when she was a young child. And I was over for a play date and her mother said that in front of me because I was the kid that would go, that's a mean thing to say. Don't listen to your mother. And I drag her out of there. Right. And they would have seen it right then that that's not okay. But I was thinking with the, you know, if it's okay, and I might even ask my mom, she'll think it's a weird question. I don't care. I'm weird, whatever. But I'm going to ask her if I can go back and give her past self some healing and be that friend for her. Absolutely. And ask her to connect with her inner child. And have her send her inner child love. Yeah. And you can send her inner child yeah. love. I always say as long as it's within their highest good. Yeah. Because I never want to like overstep boundaries. Yeah. As long as it's welcome and within the highest good. 
Yeah. You send that love and that energy. Yeah. And you can do that for yourself and your inner child. You can do it for other people and their inner child. Yeah. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I think this year too is also a year of community building. And I think mm-hmm. that it's not, I think after, um, you know, I, I'm just going to say it, but I think that 2020 had to happen with the lockdown to realize we build community and our community isn't in our necessarily our neighbor and our block that we can see. They may be there, but like you and I have found community through this, yeah. this silly little podcast I have, you know, we found community. And it's not silly. It's awesome. I, I don't. Thank you. Okay. Stop. Self-deprecating. All right. Okay. I will stop. But um, (laughs) with this podcast. And so like we have found community. When Karen was in Dubai, she was, uh, you know, en route to Dubai and she was texting us on our thread and we were able to laugh. And that's a community that was spanning the globe. And so it's just a year to remember to build and, and, and sustain and like just nurture these communities, these new different, interesting communities. And we've proven that you don't need to physically check in with people, but it's nice. Yeah. And and the other thing with building that community, I want to add on, you have to put yourself out there. When I first came across Karen and her podcast, I had to put myself out there and email her and say hi and talk to her. And you have those thoughts of, how are they going to react to me? Are they going to be nice? Are they going to be rude? Am I bothering them? All these thoughts of what if, but you get nothing if you don't put yourself out there Yeah. with you. I emailed you and had all those same thoughts of what if, but we wouldn't have our friendship if I hadn't put myself out there and said something and you hadn't put yourself out there calling my Twitter, you know, it, It's like you have to put yourself out there if you want to connect Yeah. because those who are meant to connect with you will connect and anyone else who's not won't. And it's actually a good thing. Yeah, it is. And also there's a comfort in, you know, sometimes we will go out of our comfort zone and reach out and it's like we... They, they may not be in a place where they are ready to even respond. And yeah. so, and that's okay too. It's okay. It is. It is. And there's no judgment. There's no harsh feelings. If somebody doesn't reciprocate what you're putting out, just take it as a, it's not meant to be right now. And that's okay. It's okay. And exactly. Well, and I, I think I, um, shared this, um, in the past, I think it was the last episode or the episode prior. So I, but, um, I had this weird thing because I really, when I started this podcast, I'm like, how do I end it? My angels made it clear. You send out a heartfelt, I love you. And I do it every single week. And, um, because that's one thing my mom taught me. She was an educator and she had children that were, came through her building and they were surprised that the principal would know them. And not only that, but ask them how they were doing. And she said, sometimes I realized it's the only kind word they've gotten from an adult probably that day or that week. And, um, so I really send out love because I do feel great love. And I, but I had a weird thing, you know, where I had this kind of weird stalkery, weird thing happen that I got in the inbox. And I'm like, you know, my angels are on it. And, uh, I, I'm not going to shrink that love and that heart space that this Mm -hmm. podcast is supposed to embody. That's 
part of what it's supposed to be doing every week. And so I just stayed true and I said, angels be on it. And I think that this person might need something loving that's physical in their life. So maybe a cat found them. I don't, I don't know. I'll never know, but something else that actually they could hold and take care of and nurture and love that wasn't this, you know, this thing. So off it went. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that's something that comes to me all the time is that we are all deserving of love. And no matter what you've done as a person, whether you think it's good or bad, you're deserving of love because at the end of the day, we are these beautiful, bright souls stuck in a human body with these emotions and sometimes these irrational thoughts and feelings. And we're trying to do the best we can with what we have. And it's hard. And there are, like you said, some people never get told that they're loved. They're never shown that they're loved. And it's heartbreaking. And they don't, those people sometimes turn into people who don't make good decisions and hurt people, hurt people. And regardless of what they've done, I still feel it's important on a soul level to give love. Mm-hmm. And we're all connected. Our souls are all connected. So when you show love to others, even when it's hard, you're sending love back to yourself. Yeah. And it's hard to do that sometimes with people. People can be absolutely awful, but send that love. Yeah. Because it's not whether you think they deserve it or not. Just send it to their soul. Yeah. Was it you that um, gave me the tip about if... um because we we I think we've shared in the past that you know people will have said when we were younger we were too much or whatever and oh, yeah yeah and it's like that love soccer ball or whatever that energy is around me when I'll go places it's like I don't mind that people are repelled by that love they're just it's not a hurtful thing it's not they you know but it's just and it's not personal it's just this is who i am and that's what i'm every time i try to embody arsenal energy or aggression um it nothing goes anywhere because that's not who i'm supposed to be i'm supposed to i've always supposed to been and i'm supposed to be forever this love thing and so i think you gave me the tool of like that's okay that's your you know yeah. Let them not resonate. Make it you make it, you know, just smile through. And with that as well, like I learned to take that hurt and that pain of being told I'm too much. They can't stand me at that moment because I'm too happy. I turn around of saying, you think I'm too much? I think I'm just enough. Exactly. And you know what I realized too is when you, when they're saying they're, that you're too much, what they're saying is they don't think they're enough. Yeah. Yeah. All you can do is send love and healing. You hope that they find what they... The thing is, we've all been through things that over time, it's like an onion with the layers. It develops. You get all these different layers that make you the way that you are. Yeah. And we don't know why every person is the way that they are, but it's for a reason. It's because of the things they've been through. And we don't know what they've been through. And it's so easy just to make assumptions and judge, oh, that person's a jerk, but you don't know what they've been through in life. So I've really learned to stop that judgmental thinking because I don't want people judgmentally thinking me either. 
And it's not my place. No. All I can do is the best I can with what I have. Yeah. I feel like um, that's a recurring theme too. I'm unworthy to be judging someone else. I don't know the full story and I don't want to sit in a place of judgment. That's not my role. And so, yeah, I just, I, I couldn't agree more with what you said. It really resonates. And I think that, you know, with this whole in the woo community, there's always this talk of like an, the new earth and what it's going to look like and where are the other people going to fall away. I think that we've been seeing a demonstration of that um, in the last few years too, of like people having alternate realities. They can take the yeah. same set of facts and interpret them in a wholly different way. And it's like, it's okay. It's It must be painful to think the worst. It must be painful to always be plugged into the news and thinking that we're, we really, all of our power is in the hands of people that are in our government or whatever. That's a really scary, that would be a very scary place to be is you've ceded your control to them. So really the best thing we can do is to just love, just to send yeah. love and peace and love. And there's something I want to um, talk about for a moment. Yeah. You had mentioned it in a previous episode of yours. You had talked about the people who say, oh, let the aliens just come and you know take over. And I agreed with you because we are sovereign beings. Yeah. Our souls are sovereign. And it's not for us to give that sovereignty away to others because we don't want to do that work because it's hard and we just want to break. Like we said, we're here to do the work. You are sovereign. Do not like do not let anyone take that control away from you. Don't let anyone take your power away from you. Grow into it, and it's scary and it's hard, just like the hair of the healing. But do it. Work on it. Find your power and stop giving it away to others. And if you have, you can take it back. Say it. it. Take it back. I agree. I just am screaming and cheering over here, but I don't want to have to scrub it out of the audio. Um, I couldn't agree more because, and that is another perfect way to think about 2024 moving forward is embrace that as your ultimate superpower. You are a sovereign being and where have you given? And as you give away energy in the day, notice that you're giving it away and then, and, and be more conscious of it. And like Monique was saying, I have this little exercise I do in my head. I have a a meditation that talks about it as well, but it's like, you can, you could take out all the little fragments and fractures and bits and pieces of yourself and pull it back to yourself. So if you picture just a metal ball, a metal ball, and all of those pieces of you are magnetic fragments in all different shapes. And you watch as that metal ball rotates and those little pieces, bits and pieces come from everywhere and just cling back to that metal ball. And then until it's like this whole bigger metal ball and you just pull it into yourself. You can also ask your higher self to help you to gather up those pieces and have it incorporated into you again, because a lot of us have spread ourselves really thin. And apparently it can be quite a shock to the system to get it all back at once. It can almost be like my first... I'm getting my right ears is ringing because it's just like that beautiful dragon Oregon you made for me. All of that Reiki gorgeous energy. It's like 
It can be a lot at first, but you just need to listen to it, honor it, and then ask your higher self to say, can you just hang on to it? And then just kind of sprinkle it on me as you feel I can handle it. And they will do that. They're waiting to assist. So exactly. And and that's the thing, like everyone here for our highest good, they're like chomping at the bit to help us. And there's so many people who just aren't even aware of that. And they're like, oh, 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 let me, let me at him. Like scrappy you, let me at him, let me at him. They just want to help us, but we have to let them in. And sometimes it can be overwhelming. So it's also knowing to ask for it in a way that will work for you, that you can handle. No, I love it. And I was going to say, would you like me to do uh, pull a, a dragon oracle card for 2024? I would love it. Okay. All right. Beautiful. All right, I'm just going to shuffle my cards, call my dragons, and ask us, ask them to tell us for 2024, what message do you want us to receive? I'm seeing, it's interesting, I'm seeing this lion energy in my mind as I shuffle the cards, and it's almost like a dragon-lion hybrid of energy. That's interesting. And there's like fire and flames, like passion, mm-hmm. like fine passion. That's one thing that's just coming to me. All right. Let's see. What do the dragons want us to know for 2024? <laughs> we got the orange gold dragon from Octaurus. So this, uh, <laughs> I know it opens you to knowledge for the new golden age. So you want to carry the energy of the future being a guiding light. If that doesn't resonate with what we just spoke about. You you can't make this shit up, (laughs) as I say. Because I kept getting like, I didn't want to say anything to interrupt you, but I kept getting this golden like V and I went, oh, that's a Roman numeral five. I don't know what that means, but it just... I don't know how it resonates with your card. How funny is that? And it's funny because if you look at the card, the orange, it makes a V with the It does. And that's what I kept getting is like this. And And this this is like the colors I saw, the fire kind of Oh my God. That's a beautiful, what a beautiful deck of cards. Thank you. For anyone interested, it's the uh, dragon cards and it's by Diane Cabria. No, Cooper. He doesn't get a treat if he barks during my podcast. Oh, <laughs> he'll get a treat, but not at the end. And we are—we're coming up on the the top of the hour. I want everybody tell us about classes that you'll be offering in the coming year, and where people can find you to just book a session or have a little test session to see if they're able to be hypnotized and all of that. Absolutely. Thank you. So you, for hypnotherapy, you can go to my website, innerstandingshypnosis.com. I like to try to offer uh, group hypno sessions. So I took a break for the holidays. I'm going to work on adding more for 2024. You get to experience hypnotherapy at a highly discounted rate because you're in a group with other people. So it's not one-on-one like I do with my regular sessions, but you can still get a lot from it. And it's a fun way to dip your toe into hypnotherapy. I also offer digital downloads. So if you want to try hypnotherapy without one-on-one and not a group session, 
you can get a digital download for, again, highly discounted price compared to a one-on-one, and you get to do it from the comfort of your home when you want, as much as you want, because you have that audio. And I am actually working on more digital downloads to put out there. So look out in 2024 for some new ones. And then, of course, you can schedule a one-on-one session with me, and you get a free 20-minute consult to see if you're ready to do. And I send an audio of practice hypnosis to make sure that it's right for you. So there's all of that with hypnotherapy. I do past life regression. I do all different things for healing and helping you find what you need and who you really are and how to achieve what you want. And then if you're interested in a tower reading or any of the organite that I make, you can go to innerstandingshypnosis.com. I'm sorry, not, that's my other website. You can go to tarotbymonique.com. <laughs> so that Tarot by Monique has the organite and tower readings. And I'll have all the links in the show notes so you don't have to go scrambling for a pen right now. They will be there waiting for you. And you can connect with Monique on um, also on Twitter if you want to or X. Um, and yeah, just reach out to her. And, and if you, if it's something I would, you know, that's the amazing thing about you is that you like custom fit everything for people where they're at and what they are comfortable with and what they need and what they don't even know they need. But then I don't know, it's just a beautiful thing. You're just a beautiful person. How are you? I'm just so glad I know you. I love you so much. I love you so much too. I hope you have the best 2024 and that it's just like abundant and full of peace and joy and adventure. I I just look forward to being on the first row, the front row of your 2024. Thank you so much. And I feel the same way about you. And I just want to send so much love and encouragement to everyone listening because Whatever 2024 brings for you, you've got this. You can do it and you're not alone and you are so loved. Yeah, you are. And I feel compelled to say the same thing. I I reiterate, you aren't alone. And I may just be this voice in your ears, but I care about your life. I want you to have a fruitful, abundant loving, positive life. And I can't wait to see where all of our listeners go in 2024 too. Thanks for listening to Curious Cat. Did you hear? We, ah, big news. We are in the top 20 of spiritual podcasts. What the heck? Yay, us. And if you have a friend that hasn't heard of us yet, you can um, recommend us. You can review us. You can do whatever the heck you want and I'll be happy about it. Until next week, stay curious. I love you. Mm